You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. If this is your first time listening or watching, we want to say welcome to the God Life Culture Podcast. We hope you hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode, and we hope that you enjoy today's conversation. If you are a returning listener, welcome back, and uh, thank you so much for choosing to listen to our podcast and uh we hope our conversation today just like all our other ones right mm-hmm. uh bless you encourage you uplift you make you laugh make you think reflect and uh you know thank you once again for tuning in to another week yeah i mean listen this is the week we've been mentioning it mentioning it the last two episodes um this family conference that we have as for me in my house with priscila berrios if you haven't gone back and listened to the episodes we had her on now if you haven't sent us your questions uh feel free and do so you have a little time left um and hopefully we can fit that in so that when you hear the episode back um that we're gonna have recorded for you guys you maybe get some answers you know we're really excited about this we've yeah. been um speaking to uh, a couple of people about it and you know anytime we like bump heads with somebody we're like hey are you going what do you have any questions send it our way um and we're just looking forward uh to everything great that will come out of this weekend absolutely so it's the as for me and my house family conference it's uh, March 10th through the 12th, come out. Friday's the live podcast at 8 p.m. Saturday, we have our two breakout conferences, 1 p.m. for the adults, 6 p.m. for youth. And Sunday, Priscilla will be with us at our Sunday service in the Word. And, you know, once again, it's just um, uh, an opportunity for us to get resources, mm-hmm. tools, information, strategies. And uh, also, I think it's a good way for us to see that, you know, at times you can feel like we're the only ones struggling, we're the only ones with questions, we're the only ones with doubt. I think this is really good for us to see that it's not only us. There are other people that may have similar struggles or similar doubts or similar questions when it comes to the family. Mm -hmm. So definitely we hope to see you there for our conference. And, uh, you know, it's funny because on the way here to record today, I heard um, I was listening to the radio and they were Mm -hmm. talking about this guy that uh, had tried something for a long time, Mm -hmm. many times. Right. And it was his road test to get his license. Mm-hmm. This individual, he's actually from Poland. Okay. Right? Has failed his test 192 times. Wow. He started when he was 33. He's been 17 years later, right? Do the math. He's 50. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he has failed yet again. Mm. Right? So... In listening to that, right, first of all, it brought me back to when I took my rule test, yeah. right? And it brought me back to that era of my life, okay? Okay, But it's also just the idea of, dang, like how many times, you know, yeah. do you fail, right? Mm. And like how many times, like, do you have to like talk yourself back into mm-hmm. or prepare yourself to take it again yeah. and like try again, you know? Uh, so it brought me back to just, my road test you know experience and you know 
Um, I was one of those individuals. I was a G driving. Um, I knew how to drive like, you know, since <laughs> I can't even go. <laughs> Listen, I took this test three times. Oh, uh, okay. There we I go. I passed on my Como third time. Yes, uh -huh. I passed on my third but now, time. But wait, because I know now, that. Wait, give me a second. Because I know I grew up in the city. City life is different than right. suburban life. Yeah. So we see on the TV that people that live in the suburbs have like, you know, car ed in high school. Like they take driving classes in high school. Uh -huh. Did you have that or did you have to do like your own like um, private situation? I took driver's ed. Oh, that's what it, what did I call it? Ca car, car ed? <laughs> you see that goes to show right. you driver's ed. Driver's ed. I took driver's uh -huh. ed um, and I got my license a year early. That was the reason why I took it. So at the time, they don't uh -huh. do this anymore. If you took driver's ed mm -hmm. and, you know, did all of that, one day was you would sit down in a class and like learn mm -hmm. about driving and all that rules, laws. And then the next day you would actually go and drive okay. with three other people. To get your license. So, so, yes. So okay. I did that for I don't know how many months. Oh. Right. At the end of that, um, you would then just schedule your road test whenever mm -hmm. you wanted. So oh, okay, okay. When I they thought that was that, your road test. Yeah, no. So at the end, um, you know, because I fit, you know, the cutoff and the deadline, whenever they did it, I got my license, my full license a year early. Mm -hmm. I would have gotten like a junior license. I got my full license earlier. Um, but it was a journey for me, mm -hmm. right? And I think for me, the <sighs> This is you at seventeen? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 17. Yeah. You know. Let's talk it about it. It was the people. <laughs> it was the, it was. The people in the car with you or the people no, on the road? The, the person doing the, conducting the test. Oh, okay. The instructor. Right? The instructor. Uh-huh. I knew, you know, when I'm standing online and you kind of see the instructors yeah. lined up and they, and I'm like, please don't let it be that one. Yeah. Please don't let it be that. And then it just so happens to be. Oh, guess who's coming to your car? Who's uh -huh. going to be an instructor? That one. And it was just like the minute, you know, that individual got in, it was just like attitude and, mm. you know, they were grumpy. And I feel like that had a lot to do with it. Mm. Um, the second time they tricked me really? and wanted me to, you know, turn and uh, make a left when it was a one way. And I didn't know they could do that. So I'm here thinking they're my instructor. I need to follow everything they tell me to do. Yeah. I can't. So I'm like, was about to make the left turn. I'm like, maybe they blocked off the road because this, you know, this is my 17 year old mind. I don't know. I was just like, obey the instructor, obey the instructor. And he literally wanted me to tell him I can't make a left because it's a one way. And then he would have told me to make a right. So when he saw I was going to make the left, he was kind of like, yeah, just drive back, you know, to one way. Wow. Said, yeah. Um, and then the third time it was easy. It was easy. So the yeah. first two times you had the same instructor? No. Oh, two different people. So you got two Ryan eggs. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then the third time. And it was just crazy because I knew how to drive. I was mm -hmm. comfortable driving. It was just one of those things where mm -hmm. the first time, I don't remember what it was the first time. Um, second time. The third time, I didn't even like, I was about to do my three-point turn. He was like, oh, you got it. You don't need to finish it. I was like, oh. oh. Okay, good. Then the next one, I was about to parallel park not even all the way in and he was like oh you got it like it's good oh, you know that's great. so you so, didn't even do the whole test he just was nice that day yeah like what well, he basically was kind of like if you continue doing this for your parallel park you're gonna make it so uh, like, why bother you oh. know like continuing <laughs> he had uh foresight <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your experience because you were in the city so I you was. didn't drive you walked everywhere yeah right? public the transportation or subway yeah, yeah so what was so, your experience like coming think... to long island having to drive <laughs> so um <laughs> What wind up happening, I think it was 
I randomly went, I had a friend of mine who was going, she was going to go get her permit. Um, and back then you had to go to the DMV and do your test. Um, so she didn't want to go alone. So I went with her and then I'm like, ah, ya que estoy aquí. I'm already here. Let me try it. Bam. Passed it. Never opened that book once. Then, um, I had set a goal for myself at 21. I think it was, I think I was like, I'm 21. I think it's time I learn. I, this, I think it's time I get my, my, my driver's license. Um, so I did one of those driving school things, did a couple of weeks there. Um, and then went, got my test passed on my first try. And ever since then I've been killing it on the road. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember when you day. first started your lights, you never turned them on. Um, I do remember a few. No, you know what happened? You. What happened was, is that I wasn't used to the new fancy cars and mm. I, you know, so what, what your first car. <laughs> So what happened was that before I got a car, I used to rent. And by the grace of God, even oh, though I remember even that. though I used to always go for the most basic, basic car, like, you know, they have like different hierarchies of plans or whatever uh, classes to purchase. I was broke. I was young. I was like, I'm just going to go for the cheapest one. They always upgraded me. Always upgraded me to these. I remember one of the cars that I had, which is the one you're talking about, was a charger, a brand new charger yeah. when they first came out. And I was like, yo, this is nice. But I didn't know all the gizmos and gadgets and all the buttons. That's why there were times I where used to call you or my text lights you were off. Like, Your lights are off. Yeah, Turn or something like that. <laughs> but you can't come for me for that. I no, 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 you. I'm not. I'm just it's saying. It's like a new toy. You don't yeah. really know all the, the ins and outs. <clears throat> and then every week it was a new car because I didn't have a car yet. So if we were going to something in Jersey or we had an event somewhere else, I had to rent another car and get a. There was a whole new thing I had to learn. So, but it was good. I I, I enjoyed I totally that. Forgot about that. Era. Yeah, yeah. I had a whole era, era. It, let's rewind that. Yeah. Era. Mm -hmm. Um. And then yeah. Then after that, I got my little my little Hyundai. Yeah. And it's just funny how for some people it's something so easy, right? Yeah. The idea of taking the test, they pass it, and it's done. You know. Mm -hmm. Then for others, the journey is so much longer, right? Yes. And there's nerves and there's, you know, all that that plays into it as well. I mean, I think what would be very interesting is if we could have heard the whole story about the, the gentleman that kept failing to see if he kept failing on the same thing, you know, because I think that there is possibility, you know, it's true. And even I remember being uh, on the line waiting to get my, my, doing my driver's license as well with a certain instructors that you're looking at, you're like, oh, I don't know, that person kind of looks grumpy or whatever. Um, and then there time and because of that, sometimes you're faced with people that are more strict or less lenient or less understanding that does eventually that does screw you over. You know, yeah. we see that everywhere. We see that in the workplace. We see that at school when you have a professor who is not understanding, who is not lenient and all that other stuff. Um so then there's blame on the instructor, the professor, the whoever. But if this individual keeps failing in the same exact thing, it's like what's what's right. why is it not clicking that you're and not I have able an to update do? Because Oh, you do. You looked it up. He didn't fail his test, the driving portion. Okay. It was the theoretical exam that you take before. So basically it's similar to like a permit test. Mm -hmm. So he's failed that test 192 times, not the actual driving test. He hasn't even gotten to be able to take the driving oh, test. Okay. All right. So then that's informational. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, there's a, there's, I mean, it could just be pobrecito is not studying. Um, right. Or there are people that do horrible. But after tests. 192 times, don't you think you've memorized the test? 
I guess. I mean, there's some people that they're trying to do Guinness World Record. They're right. trying to break the record on purpose. And, you know, I, I, listen, I don't know the story. But <laughs> what I will say is, is that if you find yourself in a situation like that where you have a goal and you seem to be, you know, not making it, you know, you have to take a step back and self-evaluate and be yeah. like, what is it? Is it me? Am I the problem? Am I the one that is doing something incorrectly? Are there outside factors that are influencing me to be to, to not allow me to be successful? Um, and then because we are Christian and, you know, I always say it, we operate in duality. It could be straight up God. God doesn't want that for you. So when God doesn't want a certain thing for you, it really doesn't matter what you try, how many backflips you try to do to get it done. If he doesn't want it to work out, it's not. Yeah. You know, so. That's a good segue. So we'll see. Hopefully this man, we get an update, right? <laughs> they should just give him an honorary one. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think in that same thread, right, mm-hmm. the idea of, you know, trying to continue something and trying and not succeeding, all mm-hmm. of that. You know, it's funny because you can relate the idea of a journey to so many different things and the idea of trying something over and over again and trying to succeed and failing to so many different things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that, uh, one of the areas that, especially as Christians, we find, uh, that same idea in is with the idea of trying to find our calling. Mm. Right. We hear this often about individuals who are out there trying to find their calling. What is my calling? What is my purpose? Why am I here? Well, you know, why am I on earth? What is my, you know, like, you know, reason and point for living? Like, what is what does God have me here for? And this is a very common question right that many individuals have about the idea of what is their calling and so many people that really this becomes a major I want to say like stress Mm. in their life Mm. in trying to find it. Mm -hmm. Right. And feeling like they don't know what their calling is. And it's similar to like, you know, I teach high school. I teach 11th grade and 12th grade. And there are times where, you know, they don't know what they want to do. Right. And that's a scary thing for them. Yeah. Yeah, Professionally. They don't know if they want to go to college, what college to go to, what they want to do, if they want to be a you know coach or physical therapist or a teacher or this or that. Right. And it's like a big thing for them, a life decision that they have to make. And I see sometimes the stress or the Mm -hmm. panic or the worry that time is approaching, time is coming and I need to make a decision. And I feel like at times that can be us, right? That there are many individuals who just feel like, you know, I'm 25, I'm 35, I'm 45. What is my calling? What am I supposed to do? Did I miss my calling? Mm -hmm. Was I supposed to be doing this and, and living here and meeting this person or that person or being with this church in order to fulfill my calling? What is my calling? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that is a very common question. I mean, have you ever asked yourself that like growing up or even now? Have you ever, um, I think for me, it's it's different. I have never been of the school of what's my calling. Mm. I think for two reasons. I think the first one is, is that I've never I've never felt like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing when it came, you know, for for God and like church service and, and being of service to the church and the community and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I've always been someone who's always been active. I've always been someone who, you know, if I'm not, you know, working with the directive, I am doing this or I'm doing that. And I'm always like up and about um, going. So I think that I've always thought that my calling was to just be of service. 
Yeah. Um, not necessarily a specific title. And obviously, you know, I do know what my calling is and that, you know, it does align with that as well. Um, but growing up, it was never one of those things that I felt like, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? I just always felt like just be of service. So, you know, whatever that looks like, whatever um, opportunity arises or whatever need there is that you feel like you can help at, just do it. So yeah. I don't know. For me, I think it's a little weird. I know that that people, not everybody shares that same experience. You know, I know that there are people that just kind of like find themselves like, hello, what am I supposed mm -hmm. to do? Uh, but what was it like? What's it like for you? I mean, I have to agree. I think for me, it's something I haven't really thought about or, th you know, throughout the years, right, have given it a lot of thought in that way, yeah. right, where it's like pressure. Like, what is my calling? What am I supposed to do? You know, because I feel like along the way, um, I've seen opportunities and I've mm. seen certain doors open and I've kind of walked into them. Yeah. Right. And almost had the attitude of this is my calling for this moment or yeah. for the season. Right. Like I'm called to, you know, uh, do spoken word from this time. I'm going to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm called to teach at this time. I'm going to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, there are also like different levels of callings. There could yeah. be professional calling. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what is your calling in the workplace? Right. Mm -hmm. As your career, you can be a teacher and impact lives. You can be a social worker and impact lives. You yeah. can be a mailman and impact lives. You know what I mean? So it's seeing that I, th I also believe there is calling there in the professional field. When you look at ministry. Right. There are different avenues and different lanes where one can operate and be effective in and have a calling right mm -hmm. so i've always looked at it as you know there probably is an ultimate calling for me mm -hmm. in my life but for right now at 16 this is what i'm doing mm -hmm. and this is where i feel god has me at 19 this is what i'm doing this is what i feel god wants me to do and what god is leading yeah. me to do and i'm gonna do it you know and i think a lot of times what overwhelms people is the idea of the ultimate calling mm -hmm. right so it's like they want to know like am i going to be a missionary across the world am i going to be a pastor am i going to be a teacher am i going to be you know uh you know serving in this capacity or doing this or doing that and we think of the ultimate yeah that sometimes it's almost like you know you can have that ultimate calling to be one of those things or do one of those things but i believe there are also little things along the way mm -hmm. and steps that you need to take before you get there mm -hmm. so your calling your ultimate calling may be to be a missionary yeah right but you saying yes to this position at your church is the first step mm -hmm. or you being obedient in your job is the first step. Yeah. Right. And it's trying to find what does God have for me now at this moment. Mm -hmm. Right. And that can be hard for some people, yeah. right? Not knowing whether or not God wants them to do a certain thing, if that aligns with their calling, you know, if it'll make sense. And like you said earlier, I think that's the duality of everything. You know, we know we have a calling. What is it? We know we have a calling. God, should I do this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's one of those things where I think uh, you definitely have to pray about it and ask God about. But should it stress you out and overwhelm you and bring you to a point where you just feel purposeless because you may not know or may not see a clear calling? I don't think so. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think that that's also um, you shouldn't feel pressure to have a declaration. You know, this is not yeah. the end of the year where you have to declare I mean, or this isn't when you're in college and you have to declare a major. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you know, if everyone around you thinks or feels like they know what their ultimate calling is, well, then good for them. But for you, it could be different everyone's journey is different as well. You know, there are people that God 
lets them navigate the world, navigate life in a certain direction. And then in the future is like, hey, by the way, the reasons why I had you do X, Y and Z is because it's going to bring you to this. Yeah. This is the re- this is ultimately what I want you doing. There's other people that from the minute they're born, they know tu basel, you're going to be a whatever. And their whole life is is really wrapped around that idea, that declaration um, that was put over their life. But everybody's life is different, you know, but I do understand the idea, um, the feeling of wanting to be productive. Yeah. You know, maybe you find yourself in church or you find yourself in your youth group in your men's ministry, your women's ministry, wherever. And you're like, you know, I feel like I should be doing more. You know, what can I be doing? What, you know, what, what should I be doing? You know what? I, I want to be useful. You know, then there are things that you can like think about. Um, and then those are questions that you pray about and you ask guide for guidance with. And then there's certain things that you just got to step back. I always say step back, reflect, um, you know, really like look at the scenario of what's happening and see where you fall in. Yeah. And I think one of the first steps is to see what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, a lot of people say, you know, where your passions lie, that says a lot about who you are and what yeah. you are meant to do. Right. For some people, you know, they may have a passion in, in teaching. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's their passion. They love working with people and that's their passion. Well, how could that be a calling for you, right? Mm-hmm. Where, what can you see yourself doing within the body of Christ or the kingdom of God in order where, you know, those passions that you have and that interest that you have, you know, is now serving a greater purpose, yeah. right? So I think it also takes a moment of reflection and seeing what am I passionate about, mm-hmm. right? And seeing, do these passions and interests align, you know, with what God has for my life and mm-hmm. how I can use it for him? You know, I believe that God... You know, there are moments where God will, you know, maybe require something of you or have you do something or enter a season where you're doing something that can be uncomfortable, right? That you may not necessarily like, Mm -hmm. that may not be super interesting to you, but out of obedience, you do it, right? And it could be a test. It Mm -hmm. could be God testing your faith, your loyalty, your patience, right? But I truly believe that God sees what you are passionate about. Mm -hmm. There are individuals who love technology, who love social media, who love, you know, um, using graphics and animations and designs. And they just love that. That's Mm -hmm. their interest. I believe that those individuals who have those interests, God can really, you know, use them in the social media world Mm -hmm. right whether it is creating videos whether it is creating reels or social media posts for people you know churches graphic designs for churches flyers so many different things where you know what that can be your calling Mm -hmm. we see musicians right they love music God can have you, you know, be a musician at a local church. God can have you be a musician for a band that's on tour, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking at, um, you know, uh, a channel of a musician. Um, his name is Danny Lopez, and he uh, is musicians for several different, like, groups, like For King and Country and, you know, other groups like that. And he was saying how he started just playing in his basement, right? Yeah. And he loved the drums. And now he, you know, plays drums on tour for different artists, bass. He produces music, produces albums, live productions. And he says it basically started with a passion and an interest mm-hmm. in a basement, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that could be our story, right? This started as something I enjoyed doing and it turned into mm-hmm. a calling for me. This yeah. turned into a life mission, right? And something that God used right to bless other people and not just me yeah absolutely and i think that you know it's funny because 
you know, I, I do have my artistic side. You know, mm -hmm. I have my side where, you know, the artistry um, that I have within me comes out, all that fancy stuff or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I also find that, you know, and, and this aligns with the idea of finding out what you're passionate about, but then you also have to integrate what your gifts are, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's also very important. You have to identify what is it that you bring to the table? What is your God-given gift? What are the things that you have? And I feel like a lot of times we think about the musician who knows how to play instruments or the singer that has a beautiful voice. Um, and I think that for me, you know, there are people that have the gift of administration, yeah. You know, and what that means is that these are individuals that come into a place and can look at stuff and be like, you know what? That needs to get done. That needs to get fixed. Let's put this in order. Let's put this plan together. And I feel like those, those are one of my gifts. You know, it's not a fancy one. It's not a one that a lot of people like to talk about. But I thoroughly enjoy looking at a situation and being like, all right, we got to fix this. What can we do? Let's create a plan. Let's create an outline. Let's create a this. Let's do that, an attack plan, and let's knock it out the park. You may feel like, oh, I'm not talented. You know, I don't know how to sing. I don't know how to play an instrument. I barely know how to tell colors apart. How am I going to be a painter, right? You know, but there are other things that you bring to the table yeah. that people around you may not. You know, mm -hmm. and that's important for you to identify. You can never belittle the things that you have within you. Yeah. You know, if you're someone who's super mega organized, that's a gift. There's people that are not, you know, so then maybe what you need to do is to be like, you know what? I'm a very organized person. And I noticed that, you know, the, the supply closet at the church is a hot mess. I'm going to go in there, take a Saturday and I'm going to fix that up. Or, yeah. You know what? I'm a very organized person, and I noticed that our food pantry ministry is having issues with, like, organization. I think they could optimize the space better. I'm going to go help them out and do this. You know, it's really about <clears throat> understanding, you know, where can I help the most? Yeah. You know, where can I be useful in? And it, sometimes it's not the flashy position. Sometimes it's a position that doesn't even have a title. Yeah. There's no name for it. It's just the fact that you are being of service and God is going to glorify himself in that. And God is going to bless you of that because you're using what you bring to the table to make things flow a lot better. Yeah. And just because you are a Christian and mm -hmm. a believer does not mean, right, that your ultimate calling is to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, we create these boxes where, you know, because I'm a Christian, because I'm young, because I'm this, because I'm that, you know, I could be a youth pastor. Like yeah. I could speak to like the young people and I could, right. <laughs> or we look at, you know, because, you know, I've been in church all my life and I'm a, I grew up in church and, you know, all of that. I think I can be a pastor. I love, you know, the church and, you know, I don't really speak right or like, you know, can really like, I've never developed a message before or something, but I think I can learn how to do that. Right. I think mm -hmm. I, you know, and we get caught up in what we would like our calling to be mm -hmm. or what we think it has to be because we are a Christian, because yeah. we are a believer, right? Not everyone is called to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is called to be a church worship leader yeah. or a church musician or a church teacher. And mm -hmm. that's okay, right? Your calling, right? It, you can't compare it to someone else's. Mm -hmm. You can't compare what God has for you with what God has with the people on your social media, yeah. right? So I think it's very important to recognize that not everyone's calling is the same or is going to look the same. Mm -hmm. And just because you are a Christian doesn't mean your ultimate calling is to do something 
on that capacity within the church. There are ways that God can use your creativity for his kingdom. Mm -hmm. There are ways that God can use your administration skills for his kingdom. That's not in the pastoral realm. Mm -hmm. That's not in the teaching realm, right? But it could be in a different way of service. There's greeting ministries, Mm -hmm. right? Like you said earlier, there's food pantry ministries, Mm -hmm. right? There's, you know, ministries that they visit, you know, nursing homes or they visit shelters or they visit jails, right? There are ministries out there that you know are heavily reliant reliant on social media Mm -hmm. and maybe that's where you can come in right so it's very you know because i remember growing up and and hearing people and individuals you know talking about their calling and their purpose and it was always like to be a pastor evangelist (laughs) teacher musician traveling missionary Mm -hmm. and it's like God is not limited to those things. God is not limited to those callings and just that's it. Mm -hmm. Right. So it really takes for you to take a step back and analyze your life, reflect on your life and your feelings and say, do I want this calling because it's what I think I need to do? Mm-hmm. Be- is Do I want this calling? Am I seeking after this calling because it's what's expected from me? Mm-hmm. You don't know how many times simply because my dad is a pastor, people make the assumption that I will one day be a pastor. Mm-hmm. They don't know me. They don't know. But because my dad is a pastor, they immediately just pass that on to me. Yeah. Right. For all I know that I, that's I'm not going to be that mm-hmm. right. Or for all they know, I'm not going to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. I have a brother. Same thing with him. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it just because you may have a family history of a certain calling or something that your parents did or your siblings did doesn't necessarily mean that calling just automatically flows onto you. Yeah. Right. What God has for you <laughs> is for you. What God has for the person next to you is for them. What God has for the people on your social media that you are constantly seeing. <laughs> right. Is different Mm -hmm. than what god may have for you and i feel like in that social media world we see that and it's very much like we want that right and that may not necessarily be your calling absolutely yeah you know and i think that excuse me i'm recovering (laughs) from something um i also think that on the flip side when you do find you know the niche when you do find the need when you do realize you know what my passion aligns with my gift and there's an opportunity for those two things to become something. You know, you also have to be understanding in the fact that there is an educational part that comes with that. Yeah. You know, you sometimes there are opportunities that you can just jump into and you can just go head first into it. And then there's other opportunities that you really need to prepare for. You know, whatever that looks like, whatever the field is, you know, go watch a YouTube video, go read some books, go take a class, go do something, you know, because I feel like a, um, a side of, you know, the flip side to that also is that we want to set ourselves up for success in those areas. You know, we started off the podcast talking about a gentleman who has failed his driving um, test um, uh, over a hundred and something times. Ninety two times. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, we don't know what his story is, but don't let his story be you. Don't be that, you know, don't be that individual who continually see finds themselves failing in an area, especially if they know that that that's what God has specifically called them for. You know, grace goes away. Blessing goes away. God's mercy goes away. Not goes away, but goes a long way. Also, Um, you know, but you definitely have to put your part in that area. You know, so if it's teaching, if it's singing, if it's administration, if it's organization, if it's helping, whatever it is, you know, make sure you're doing it to the best of your ability. Yeah. And there's also an element where 
you may try something and fail. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that's not your calling. Yeah. Right. So there is an element of you may have to try that thing a few times. You may have yeah. to learn from your mistakes. Right. But then there's also the idea of maybe this isn't it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's being honest with yourself. Oh, yes. right. When you yeah, know something side. isn't working and you know that something isn't right, but you're trying to make it work because of pride or ego or because what are people going to say? Or, you know, I've always wanted to be a pastor. I want mm-hmm. that. I want that. Or maybe spotlight. the season is over. Or maybe yeah. there was a season. Yeah, where absolutely. That's what you were supposed to be doing. But that season is done. Yeah. You need to move on. Yeah. Move on and accept that. Mm -hmm. You know what? That chapter may be over. Mm -hmm. What does God have for you next? Mm -hmm. You know, and don't get so caught up in what you thought you were going to be doing or what you've done for so long that you miss the new thing that God wants to do with your life. So it's this idea that, yes, you may try something and fail. Mm -hmm. Right. Start over. Start again. Try again. But. If deep down inside, you know, you are trying to do something and you have that feeling because anytime you are doing something outside of God's will or outside of God's uh, timing, or maybe like you said, that season's over, you feel it yeah. deep down inside. And for whatever reason, there's a plethora of reasons where you may try to just keep it together mm-hmm. and try to keep it going. But if you are in that place, recognize that that chapter may be done. That story, that part of your story may be complete, right? What is the next thing God has for you? Look for that next thing. And, you know, keeping that in mind, I believe that, you know, God will definitely give you the clarity you need. God Mm -hmm. will give you the door that you need to be open, the opportunity that you need, and it will make sense. Mm -hmm. It will feel right. It will feel like this is what God wants you to do, you know? So, Um, I think this is, like we said, it's a common question about our calling that many people have. And, you know, at at a certain point, if you've asked yourself that or if you're asking yourself that right now, um, we hope, you know, that our words have just kind of encouraged you to, you know, take a seat back to think, Mm -hmm. reflect. And, you know, maybe what you thought and expected your calling was going to be, it's just going to be something else. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so just think about it. What are you passionate about? What are the gifts that God has given you? And where is the greatest opportunity for you to be of service? Whether it is to your community, whether it is to your church, whether it is to your family, whatever it is, look at those three points, evaluate it. And I'm pretty sure that with that aligned with prayer, you're definitely going to find the direction God wants you to walk in. Absolutely. So we hope today's conversation has encouraged you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are not subscribed, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. You can follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at God Life Culture Podcast. And we hope to see you at our family conference. As for me, my house happening March 10th through the 12th. And uh, submit your questions if you have any on mental health, the family, you know, raising children. Um, If you're thinking about raising children, right, all of those things, um, you know, we definitely want to hear from you. Yeah. So thank you once again for tuning into the latest episode of the God Life Culture podcast. That's God God Life Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) My voice is.